We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. We got NFL divisional round matchups, four games on the docket here. Last like slate over two games for the season, you know. I, I feel like the season just started. So um, you know, here we are. Divisional round, some really good games, a lot of upsets already in the playoffs. I mean, Dallas is out, Philadelphia is out. The Dolphins are out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, joined as always by my buddy Keith Eister, Eyes eight one nine. Keith, football very interesting week. No Rams, no Cowboys, no Tyreek Hill, and like here we are. And I think both of us kind of thought Cleveland were going to be Houston, and CJ Stroud was the man yeah. last weekend. What a what a weekend. Yeah, it was a, a wild, wild card weekend for sure. Like crazy stuff. Uh, shout out to the Packers and the Bucks for pulling off massive upsets. I definitely did not expect those. And I was with you on, on the Browns. Thought they were just a lot better team. Their defense in particular. And C.J. Stroud just absolutely shredded that defense. So good for him. Like 
one of the best rookie quarterback seasons we've ever seen, I believe. You have to be really excited about Houston's prospects moving forward. Uh, tough spot for them this week. Maybe we're all going to sleep on them again. I don't know. Outdoors in Baltimore is a little bit different than at home against Cleveland. Both good defenses, but a little bit more cozy environment there at home in the Dome. Tough spot for him in Baltimore, but uh, he looked awesome. Jordan Love has looked awesome second half of the season, so looks like the Packers really have something there. Um, and Baker Mayfield played lights out as well. So lots of surprising performances. It was a it was a fun weekend. Yeah, I mean, heading into the divisional round here, we have, you know, five four games with all totals over 43. Some potential cold weather in Baltimore and Buffalo, you know, some rain moving through early in San Francisco, and then nice and toasty Detroit game inside the dome. You know it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that one. Don't you worry. Let's get into it. Have some fun and uh, talk some football. We got Houston at Baltimore, 43 and a half total. Baltimore, nine and a half point favorite in this one. Let's talk Houston here first. Always starting with the visiting team here on the morning grind. Again, CJ Stroud just kind of did his thing. You know, we saw him. He looked really good. And that was a really tough defensive matchup through three touchdowns, through for 274 yards, and didn't need the volume. Um, they got up in that game. He played really well. Nico Collins had a really good game. Dalton Schultz had a really good game. What are we looking at here on the Houston side? Yeah, I mean, he he was incredible. Uh, he missed Nico Collins on a wide-open touchdown as well. Like Nico was way behind the defense, should have been an easy touchdown, and he missed him on that one. One of his only bad throws of the day, but could have had an even bigger day. That being said, there are cheaper quarterbacks that I like more. Um, we'll definitely talk about those guys. This Baltimore defense is no joke, and I kind of alluded to it at the top, like going outdoors in the cold at Baltimore is a little different than being at home. So I'm probably not going to play C.J. Stroud. I, I will have Nico Collins just because the, the role for him has been incredible. Noah Brown is now definitely out, played a little bit hobbled last week. This role for Nico Collins should be incredible. Dalton Schultz is definitely in play for me as well. I just I don't know that I want to play C.J. Stroud, who kind of falls at a weird pricing point. Um, you've got Purdy and Goff right below him. You've got deeper dart throws on Love and Mayfield that are even cheaper. Like, if I'm spending down into the 6K range, I just I don't see myself getting C.J. Stroud on this list of quarterback names in a tough matchup against Baltimore. Um, not to say that he can't be the highest-scoring quarterback on this slate, but I think his paths are a lot more difficult than they were even last week when he was uh, home in the Dome. Yeah, I mean – Lit up a good defense last week. Looking, we very rarely when we're doing this football show do we have projected ownership, but he projects as the lowest owned quarterback of the eight potential quarterbacks on this slate. So, in tournaments, you, you kind of think the game script is going to be good for him because Baltimore should get up in this game. Baltimore is a much better team than Houston. They should get up in this game. CJ Stroud potentially playing from behind. Well, if they're playing from ahead, that means C.J. Stroud has probably done his thing, too. So I could see the angle of taking some shots here on C.J. Stroud. And it like the pairing him is super easy. It's Nico Collins. It's Dalton Schultz. Um, depending on like if Mechie and Woods end up playing, Hutchinson might be another like value play on this slate. 
you know, if those guys are out, because like you said, Noah Brown out. But I think Schultz, even though he had one catch last week, it was a really good catch, 37-yard touchdown. Um, so his upside is still there. Bevin, Brevin Jordan had a, a long touchdown as well. I think he had like a 75-yard touchdown or something. So yeah. the upside, I still think Nico Collins is the upside play here. We'll see what happens with Robert Woods and Mechie, whether or not they play or not. But it could potentially open up some value um, for like Sims or Hutchinson if those guys are out. Go into the Baltimore side. Spend up wise, Lamar. Lamar is going to rival taking shots on him or Josh Allen. I mean, those are your two spend up options. One A, one B. I don't think that there's a wrong answer. You know, when you're looking at these two guys, I think Josh Allen has a higher ceiling overall. But Lamar is a guy that can rush for three touchdowns and throw for two touchdowns. You know, we saw him week 17 against my Dolphins just absolutely shred the Finns. Love Lamar. Mark Andrews, full practice on Wednesday. He's going to be good to go here. And we know that Lamar is going to find Mark Andrews. Obviously, we have Kittle. We have Laporta. We have Kelsey. We have Kincaid. But I think Mark Andrews is the top tight end play on this slate. Yeah, I mean, I think people are going to be a little bit reluctant to to jump on the Mark Andrews thing. He's been out for several weeks. I'm just looking at ownership now. Uh, like 15.5%, roughly what we have projected below Kittle and Kelsey. I think that's probably right. He comes in a little bit under those guys. Um, he, he definitely has as much ceiling as them if he's going to play his full complement of snaps. Um, it definitely hurts the upside of guys like Zay Flowers for me. So, like, I want to play Lamar. Um, stack Finding his stacking partners is a little bit more difficult uh, now that we're introducing Mark Andrews into the equation here. Like, like likely is overpriced. Um, he's kind of been getting there on long touchdowns anyway. Like, his volume hasn't been huge. He just keeps scoring touchdowns from, like, 25, 30 yards out. So, likely is overpriced at 4,700. Even if you think Andrews isn't going to play a full complement of snaps, Likely's workload is certainly going to be reduced at least some. Uh, so he's overpriced. Kind of the same for Zay Flowers. Like that really limits uh Flowers touchdown upside, in my opinion. Like, if there's any point that Mark Andrews is going to be on the field, it's going to be down in the red zone near near the end zone. Like we know that Lamar loves to target Andrews in the end zone, and Zay Flowers has has was scoring a bunch of touchdowns with Andrews out of the lineup. So I, I don't think I can pay for Zay Flowers in this spot. I'm with you. It's Andrews. If I'm if I'm stacking with Lamar, it's Andrews is my first look. And there's definitely some risk that he only plays like 50% of the snaps, but they're going to be like high value snaps. They're going to be in the red zone. They're going to be on third down. It's going to be that type of thing. When Andrews is on the field, I, I'm confident he's going to be targeted. We know he's Lamar's favorite target. Um, if I'm looking to double stack Lamar, and I don't think you need to do, um, but if I am looking to do it, I'd probably go cheap instead of going someone like Zay Flowers. I'd look at like Odell Beckham is where I would go, or maybe Aguilar, just hoping for that long touchdown. Um, but I, I'm with you. It's, it's Andrews is the most comfortable click here as far as pass catchers go. The running back situation, like Gus has, Edwards basically needs to score two touchdowns, and he's certainly capable of that. Houston run defense has been a bit susceptible, but I, I'm still worried about Edwards' upside, and it's completely tied to touchdown equity, um, which is not generally the type of running back that I like to play. I think it's a fine spot for him. Um, they did cut Melvin Gordon, uh, assuming that 
Dalvin Cook probably gets the elevation for this game. He's 4K. We have no idea what he's gonna what his role is gonna be, but I mean, it, Gus is still gonna be the guy. So if I was clicking a running back here, it would be Gus, but just doesn't feel that comfortable. The running back is Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> um, he's the goal line back, and it's a playoff game. I mean, this is gonna be Lamar doing as much as he can. I mean, just think about Josh Allen last week. That's what you're going to get kind of out of Lamar Jackson here in this week. So um, big thing, like, for Andrews, like, he started practicing last week when they were off. So, like, I I wouldn't be shocked if he plays, like, 80-plus percent of the snaps this week from everything I've read on Mark Andrews. Like, no setbacks, full, full practice now. I mean, he should be good to go. Give me like 75% of the snaps and I'd be super happy at 5K. I'm a little bit more interested in Zay Flowers than you, but it's more of like double stacks. I think I could double stack Zay and Andrews. And if Lamar has like that big touchdown game not running, um, I think that's where it's going to go to. So might like double stack Andrews and Flowers on non-Lamar teams and play a lot of Andrews and Lamar together um, as my main stack here. Moving on, we got Green Bay at San Francisco, 50 and a half total, highest total on the slate. San Francisco, nine and a half point favorites. Green Bay, they did their thing. They went in to Dallas and beat Dallas. Jordan Love, again, just he's playing phenomenal football here down the stretch, like you mentioned. Kudos to how Green Bay has handled their quarterbacks over the last 25, 30 years. Um, Cannot do just, it better. Yeah, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, AJ Dillon still did not practice on Wednesday. I wouldn't be shocked if he misses again. I assume that like we'll see a very high, <laughs> high, high output as far as being on the field snap share here for Aaron Jones if Dillon ends up sitting in this game. Dobbs, Wicks, Reed, Watson, pick your poison, Musgrave. I think he would be the tight end play if you're touching it. Good game script. San Francisco should get up in this game. What do we like here for Green Bay? Yeah, San Francisco should be playing from ahead this game. Uh, I don't think they're going to have quite the, the collapse that Dallas did. So I want to target the passing game here. I'm, I probably clicked Jordan Love a couple of times. The biggest hesitation that I have is who are the pass catchers to target here? Um, like You just <laughs> rattled off a ton of names. Uh, Bo Melton needs to be thrown into that mix as well. Like with Watson active, he he barely played. Um, Dobbs was the mo- was on the field the most and had the highest target share. Jaden Reed was the guy that kind of got squeezed. Wick still had a role, which we kind of talked about how good he had been. And even with Watson being activated, like figured he would still f- see the field a little bit. Um, and then in addition to that, Bo Melton still saw the field a little bit. So there's legitimately five wide receivers here. There's two tight ends here who both split time last week as well. Um, we talked about Musgrave not necessarily being hundred percent. He still managed to catch a touchdown and, and saw three targets, but Kraft was out there almost as much. He had three targets as well. So we're talking about seven pass catchers here. Plus Aaron Jones. I have no idea who to stack Jordan love with. And that's the biggest concern that I have. Um, I feel the best about Dobbs from a, a playing time standpoint, like Watson still has that monster big playability. Like he barely saw the field last week, but have to assume he gets a little bit more involved this week. I don't know what to think of the Jaden Reed stuff. Like he'd been their best receiver all season and he just kind of disappeared last week. So 
Um, yeah, Derek in, in chat just dropped play, just play love naked. And I'm honestly considering that, like, give me love to save, and it's not even a huge savings off a of party, which is the other thing. Like I was going to say, play, play love and just stack up 49ers on the other side of them, but Purdy's only 300 more than love. So while that's viable and it gets you different, um, it, it's, you, I mean, it's just as easy to click Purdy in that type of lineup as well. So. I don't know. Ultimately, I'm going to have Packers exposure. I'm going to have to sort through kind of the reports and things like that about how healthy is Christian Watson, what happened to Jaden Reed, that type of thing before I decide like who I feel good about clicking on here. But I definitely want some exposure here because I think it's going to be a really pass heavy game script for him. Yeah, we only saw Reed play 26, 26 of the 55 or 56 snaps. I just read it before we got going. But uh, and then like Watson was on the field for 40%. I think Dobbs, he's the healthiest, so he's probably my favorite target here, but I will have exposure to Reed and Watson because I do think like those guys both have big upside. I just don't like Wicks, he's gosh, he he's just a guy that finds the end zone. So, you know, I, I would definitely make a group of these four guys. I don't think I'd include Melton in in my mix here with Watson being back and and assuming Reed plays more this week, just in general, both of those guys. So I'd make a group of those four for my stacks with um, love and probably max it about two because they're just so cheap. So if you get the right two, but I don't hate the Jordan love naked. I just wish he was a little bit cheaper for a four game slate. Cause I mean, honestly, I'd rather play Mayfield and in, in golf over love at this same price point in that game that we're going to talk about next. So going to the other side of this one though, I mean, Purdy Christian McCaffrey, the run running back like equity on this slate is really high because there's just not a a lot of great running backs. Like there's running backs that are awesome. If you look at like a a season performance, but like you look at the matchups, we got a lot of good run defenses on the slate. Green Bay has been shredded by the run down the stretch. Christian McCaffrey, could have a massive game here, 8,800 on DraftKings. What too are we cheap. doing with the 49ers? Yeah, McCaffrey is $1,000 too cheap. If, if he was 9,800, we'd at least have to think about it. I mean, it, there's certainly game theory involved here on short slates. There's only four games, but McCaffrey is way too cheap for his role in this spot against Green Bay. Like, I don't know. I, I'm going to have a hard time not trying to get overweight the field on, on Christian McCaffrey. And looking at early ownership numbers, it's only 34%. I think it that climbs a lot by the time we get to Saturday. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up around 50% by the time we, we kick off on Saturday. If he's not 50%, I'll, I'll be double the field on it be, just because I think he's an awesome play, and I think he's way underpriced. Um, I want to have a ton of exposure to this San Francisco offense. They're the one driving the total here this this offense, when all of McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle have been healthy, has just been absolutely unstoppable. Um, like, I just, they're going, I, I don't think they're going to have the same trouble that, that Dallas did moving the ball against this Green Bay defense. Um, it's McCaffrey first, but I want plenty of exposure to Purdy and pass catchers as well. I think that uh, the opportunity for Kittle to separate at the tight end position um, is huge and there's plenty of upside tight ends on this slate um, assuming that Andrews is good to go you have him and then you have Kelsey who is probably going to see a ton of targets again I, I still think that Kittle has as much upside as anybody in this matchup 
Um, picking between Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle is always difficult. And I want probably want McCaffrey in those lineups as well. I think um, Purdy, McCaffrey, and Kittle will be my highest exposure 49er stack, but I'll certainly have Debo and Ayuk as well. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, like on my main build, first guy in. Like I'm going to yeah. build around that guy. Um, and as far as the wide receivers, I like Ayuk more than Debo, but I like Ayuk and Debo more than I like Kittle on the slate. So Kittle, when everybody healthy, just seems like the fourth or fifth option. And like, he's a great fourth option. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't know. Mark Andrews is a, a number one option. Travis Kelsey is a number one option. Tight ends are so tightly priced this week. Like it's really hard for me to kind of just put Kittle up there with like Kelsey Laporta and Andrews. And maybe that's what everybody does. And Kittle kind of goes overlooked here, but like early week projected ownership does not say that at all. Like Kittle's projected to be the highest owned tight end on the slate. So if that's going to be the case and I get it, they have a 30 implied team total, highest implied team total. They get one of the better matchups. And I hear all that. I, I will say though, like in large field tournaments, I think the Packers defense is somewhat interesting here. They get a ton of sacks. They get a ton of interceptions. They have, you know, touchdown upside for sure, but they sack the quarterback so much. Like if you look at the last four weeks, five weeks of the season, you know, four of the last five weeks, they had at least four sacks. They got after the quarterback. They gave Dak a headache last week. So, I mean, I just, I like cheap defenses in general, you know, you're going to build that lineup and you're like, all right, well, I can't fit in Baltimore's defense. I can't fit in the 49ers defense. Well, I'm going to go down and I'm going to look at the Packers and the Bucks and the Chiefs and the Bills. And I'm going to play these cheap defenses because it's defense and <laughs> it's so impossible to predict a pick six. So, yeah, Houston's defense had two touchdowns last week. Who saw that coming? Like nobody. Yeah. Nada. I didn't. Especially now when you think the Browns are going to win the game. like I had some Houston defense last week, but I didn't think they were going to score two touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> right. I spread out spread out my ownership as much as I possibly could at defense, and I, I do that almost every week. Um, I think defense is one of the most random things, and I would love to see defense get turned into a flex spot. But anyway. All right. I feel like this is the game of the weekend for me. Tampa Bay at Detroit. 48 and a half total Detroit's a six and a half point favorite in this one. When we're looking at pass funnels, we don't get more pass funnel happy here than two of the biggest pass funnels in the NFL. We got Detroit who ranks number one in run DVOA. And we have Tampa Bay who ranks eighth in DVOA. They are both in the bottom four allowed rushing yards allowed per game this season. But they're both in the top four as far as passing yards allowed per game. This is a DFS dream. This is a spot we absolutely have to love. And Baker Mayfield, I know people are going to be scared, but they let him throw 36 times against Philly in a 32-9 to game. They let him keep airing it out. Threw a touchdown late to Chris Godwin. This is the playoffs. There's no letting off the gas. Talk to me here about your thoughts on Tampa Bay. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hope we lost Keith. Yeah, he's gone. Hopefully his internet connects back to him here. But as far as Tampa for me, this is going to be one of the offenses that I know I'm going to be overweight on. This game I'm going to be overweight on in general. I like Mike Evans. I like Chris Godwin. I like Richard White. I like Baker Mayfield. And the, the great thing about Tampa in general here is you know where the production is going. You know the production is going Evans, White, Godwin. Like Those are the three guys that get the production most weeks. In large field tournaments, I think we could take some shots on Trey Palmer. They try to get him involved in the deep passing game. We've seen him score a 50-yard touchdown in two of the last three games in these meaningful games here down the stretch. Detroit's going to put up points on this Tampa defense. So I think that we're going to see Tampa, they're going to have to score to keep up in this game. So really like Godwin and Evans, take some shots on Palmer. I know David Moore had a long, like 40 yard touchdown. I'm not going to chase that touchdown here. I think it's Evans, Godwin, a little bit of Palmer, definitely like white. And I think Baker, very, very much in play here at 6K, one of the cheaper quarterback options that we have just in general on this one. Going to the Detroit side of this one, another pass funnel defense. Like I said, you know, this is Tampa defense has been great against the run all season. Absolutely love this spot for Jared Goff at home. We know his home road splits. We don't have to talk about it. He's been way better at home just in general throughout his career and this season like this matchup a lot going up against Tampa should be a high scoring game. They, these two teams played in week six and golf threw for 350 yards and two passing touchdowns in that one. So my love for Detroit is huge. I mean, I think St. Brown is one of the top wide receivers on the entire slate. I think we're going to be talking about him going up against like the San Francisco duo. And then we'll be talking about like Diggs and rice in the game after this. But I think St. Brown's role and just target share is through the roof. So hard not to love St. Brown really like Sam Laporta talked about Josh Reynolds last week on the podcast with Raymond banged up. Raymond's questionable still did not practice on Wednesday. If Raymond ends up sitting, I think you could go back to the well on Josh Reynolds. He had seven targets against the Rams last week, 80 yards with five catches in that one. He scores a touchdown and he absolutely crushes. So really like getting some exposure to Reynolds still like Jamison Williams, but the role seems a lot better. Golf seems to trust Josh Reynolds a lot more in this offense. So 
I prefer Josh Reynolds over Williams, which is nice because, I mean, projected ownership right now kind of has these guys pretty neck and neck, 13 and 15% there. So as far as the running backs are concerned for Detroit, I mean, getting exposure to Gibbs and Montgomery is always nice, but way more interested in Gibbs than Montgomery because I think Gibbs has more upside in the passing game. Let's bring Keith back in. His internet is working and he's good to go. I've already gone through everything I like here, so feel free to talk Tampa Bay and then go straight into Detroit, and the listeners will know um, how you feel compared to how I feel here. All right, so I'm I'm flying blind. I know that you are in love with this game, though, as well. Uh, you kind <laughs> we kind of spoiled it at the top of the show. This is this is DFS gold here. Um, the the pass funnel defense just set up for this to be an extremely fast paced game with both teams just having massive volume through the air. So. Tampa Bay side, tough spot for Rashad White. I think he has the second best role among running backs in the NFL. Um, Christian McCaffrey with the first. Uh, White is second. But this is a spot where I'm, I'm staying away from Rashad White because the Detroit run defense has actually been outstanding uh, second half of the season. You've been able to beat them through the pass at will, though. So give me all the Mike Evans. That's like one of my favorite wide receivers on the entire slate. Baker Mayfield at only 6K, like, Yes, please. I expect Detroit to play from ahead in this game. Uh, we saw Mayfield drop back a ton in that last game, 36 pass attempts. I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to have to throw the ball if they want to move it. Um, and it's very clearly Mike Evans as, as the highest upside option for me. He had a couple of drops last week or he would have had a, a little bit better game. Um, I think we see a rebound from Evans here, like massive upside from him. Godwin, like – going to depend on ownership for me like he's a volume guy for sure the touchdown equity is has been scarce this this year picking up the last couple of weeks but I, I think that I just I go cheap with my second guy like I definitely want to double stack Baker um, and Evans is a guy I'm playing for upside but I want to look at these 3k guys as well um, Trey Palmer David Moore and and Kate Otten I think are all in play all, all three of them had roles last week um, David Moore kind of came out of nowhere. Trey Palmer's had a role pretty much all season. Um, so I definitely think that you can look back at in either of their directions. Um, and then Kate Otten had, what do you have? 11 targets last week. Like, and he, he did have a couple of drops as well, or he would have had over a hundred yards himself. I'm, I'm just targeting this Tampa Bay pass game heavily. I feel like Detroit plays with the lead here. Tampa Bay has to throw it a ton. Um, so I want all the exposure to those guys. Evans is going to be one of my highest own wide receivers. I'm taking shots on Trey Palmer, David Moore, and Kate Otten as well. I'll have some Godwin, but I probably end up underweight on him. On the Detroit side, like Detroit's my favorite offense of the week. Um, in the dome against a, a pass funnel defense of Tampa Bay, like the running backs are a split 50-50 anyway. So like getting the, the running back right is already difficult add in that Tampa Bay is really good against the run and why wouldn't Detroit just throw the ball like crazy in this spot Amon Ross St. Brown is my favorite wide receiver option on the entire slate Evans would be second in that in that ranking but Amon Ross is the best wide receiver on the slate um the Laporta thing is tough like he was clearly not 100% probably don't go back to him love him if he's healthy but I just don't think he's quite healthy yet that opens up room for uh, Josh Reynolds and and Jamison Williams for me. Kind of the same things with with the Bucks is like Laporte is probably the number two option, but just saving the money down to Josh Reynolds and Jamison Williams is the, the way I'm going to play this. I think they both have upside. 
Uh, we've seen Reynolds be involved down uh, near the end zone. Jamison Williams has the big playability. I know he wasn't on the field a ton last week, but I'm I'm just going to keep playing that guy for the upside. Uh, extremely talented prospect who, I, like, it just takes one long pass at 3,600 for him to be relevant. Uh, Detroit's going to be my highest exposed team on the slate for sure. Just a quick note, too, in week six when these two teams played, Jared Goff chucked it, and Gibbs missed that game. It was one of the games that Gibbs missed this season when he was hurt. Um, so Dave Montgomery did absolutely nothing in that game, you know, for what it's worth. But they chucked it, and I think they're going to chuck it again. I mean, like I said, I think St. Brown is the top wide receiver play on the entire slate. I mean, he, him and Christian McCaffrey, like – if you can figure out how to make the salary work, like those are the two guys that you're just plugging in playing as much as you can, I think, on this slate. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the cheap wide receivers from this game are the way to do that. Um, yep. I just I talked about four of them. Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams, Trey Palmer, and David Moore. I think all four of those guys are in play. I think Reynolds has the highest upside of the yeah. four. I mean, and like ceiling-wise, Williams has that like ability to break a big play in – I mean, he scored a few touchdowns this season, and like if he can have that big play and the touchdown on like one game, like his ceiling is massive. On the Tampa side, like I said, like Palmer has scored over a fifty-yard touchdown in two of the last three games, so like his upside has been shown. Like they want to get him involved in a deep part of the game. That's how you beat Detroit. So, I, just a game that I love. Um, glad to glad to hear your your thoughts mirrored a lot of what I said. So there we go. Kansas City at Buffalo is where we finish out the divisional round. It's going to be cold, but, I mean, both of these teams are used to playing in the cold. 45.5 total, Buffalo 2.5-point favorite, starting here with Kansas City on the road. I mean, we just can't overlook what Rasheed Rice has done down the stretch. Like, this guy is 6,800, and he's producing, like, an $8,500 wide receiver. He has scored at least 20 fantasy points in three of the last four games. Just, he got the trust of this offense with Reed and Mahomes, and he's just taken advantage of it. Um, I mean, Travis Kelsey had a couple drops last week, but again, playoff Travis Kelsey came out. 10 targets, 7 catches, 70 yards. He, he had two big drops. That could have been even more big plays. Let's talk Kansas City, but I think it's really simple. It's Mahomes, it's Pacheco, it's Rice, and it's Kelsey. Yeah, I don't see any reason to deviate from those four guys. Um, like, this is not a game I don't think I'm – like, De Tampa Bay-Detroit, I'm game stacking. I want as many players from that that game as I can fit in. Yeah. This game, I think you, you're just targeting the ceiling game. Uh, it's Rasheed Rice, it's Travis Kelsey, at, as far as guys who can just absolutely separate. Rice could go for 150 and two touchdowns, kind of the same thing from Travis Kelsey. And if he does that at the tight end position, that's a slam dunk. It's like I'm that's how I'm playing my the Chiefs this week. It's really going to be Rice and and Kelsey. I know Mahomes is like cheap for what we would consider him, but he has not had a massive ceiling this year at all. Like I don't know if he has more than like two 30 point games all season. I'm just scrolling through. He has. He had 37 against the Chargers. I think he has one 30 point, 30 DraftKings points game all season long. Like he just has not had that massive ceiling. And it's because he doesn't have the playmakers that he's had in the past. Now you're putting him outdoors in the cold against Buffalo. Like even if they're trailing in this game and he's throwing it 40 times, like 
unless Rice and Kelsey both catch two touchdowns, like I don't know that I need to play Patrick Mahomes is kind of the point. Um, just give me the wide receiver or the tight end in this case, like Rice or Kelsey. That's that's how I'm playing this game. I think Pacheco's a fine play. Um, I'm, I'm just concerned like the game script might get away from him a little bit as well. So I'll have some Pacheco, but like not going to be a primary target like Rice and Kelsey will be. Yeah, and like you play those guys without Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's kind of nice, but honestly, like what's kind of weird about Kansas City is they've only scored over thirty like team points like three times this year. The offense very, hasn't been good. Their defense is good. That's the thing, though. I don't. The offense hasn't had to be good because like yeah. the defense has just been so good. Buffalo's going to put up some points on this team. Like th- there's no no question in my mind that this is going to be a good competitive game, but it was 17 to 20 when these two teams played in work week 14 in a very meaningful game for both teams. Again, not the same, you know, when you're thinking like playoff football, I I just, it's Pacheco just has such a high role in this offense. And like, we're looking at a very thin running back slate, but it's rice and it's Kelsey. Um, I don't, I don't trust anybody (laughs) else to be out there getting upside getting a ceiling like do they throw a deep ball to mvs maybe but he'll probably drop it so why do i have to play him another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. We'll start here with Josh Allen. Obviously him and Lamar just top end plays. Every time you think this guy is going to get tackled, he doesn't. He runs. <laughs> um, you talked about his rushing prop last week. Kudos to you on that. Get the 52 yarder touchdown to just Smash knock that play. Yeah. yeah, just <laughs> knock it right out of the park. Done. Love um, it. Love it. We should mention that like the Bills cut Fournette. It's gonna be James Cook. He's not gonna come off the field. He's gonna be on the field as much as possible. You know, where you beat Kansas City is through the run. I think it's really interesting. You know, we saw Diggs get targets again last week, but again, he just hasn't had that ceiling game. Shakir was involved with Davis out. He obviously is a great value play if davis ends up missing this game let's talk buffalo um cold game but i mean we know the upside is here yeah it's it's weird like the way i want to play this game is almost with josh allen at quarterback and chief skill position players like <laughs> yeah like i'd rather use josh allen than patrick mahomes but i don't feel good about any of allen's pass catchers like Diggs is overpriced for what he's done this season like, give me Nico Collins over Stefan Diggs all day. Give me uh, Rasheed Rice over Stefan Diggs all day. Like, they're in the same price tier, and I just I feel so much better about the volume from and the upside from those other two guys. Diggs is great, don't get me wrong, but, like, Kansas City's defense is absolutely legit. I believe that they're going to contain Stefan Diggs in this, this play, in this game, and I, I'm going to be under the field on Diggs. Um, I think I'm going to look back to the tight ends, uh, both of them caught touchdowns last week. Um, Knox is still going to have a role. We, we've talked about that multiple times. Like in the red zone, we know Josh Allen is looking for for Dawson Knox. 
Kincaid has has more volume. I think they're still both playable. Um, Knox at 3K, Kincaid at 4,800. I'm fine with both of those prices. And then depending on if Gabe Davis misses this game, Shakir at 3,800 is going to be another guy that's pretty easy to click on. Only three targets. One of them luckily went for a touchdown, so he kind of bailed us out last week. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go right back to him. Like, I think a, a little bit of anomaly that he only th- only saw the three targets. Um, I don't feel as comfortable with like a, a Sherfield or a Hardy or anybody like that. So Shakir, um, and again, like Allen's so expensive. If you go Allen Diggs, you're so vested. Like you can just need Diggs to, to go nuts. Um, I feel like I can get the upside game from Allen and then he throws one touchdown to either of the tight ends or even one to Shakir. Exactly kind of the situation that happened last week. I'm just playing it back for, for that type of situation again. Easily one of those games where you could go Allen, Shakir, Kincaid, Rice, and feel yeah. like you're getting a lot of production um, from both sides of this one. Like, doesn't have a huge total. Both of these defenses are solid. It's not like these are bad defenses. I mean, they're 7th and 12th in DVOA overall. There's not a weak point. I mean, the the weakest point is Kansas City's rush defense. Again, I think James Cook is someone that might go overlooked this week. He had 25 fantasy points when these two teams met earlier this season. Like he had a really good pass catching game. He had, I think, 83 receiving yards in that one. So James Cook, don't overthink James or overlook James Cook this week. Uh, it's a really good spot for him. With Fournette gone, I mean, like Ty Johnson's going to get a little bit of work, but I mean, the guy is going to be James Cook. He's going to play 80-plus percent of the snaps in this one, um, and it's just a good spot overall for him. Good call. Yep. All right. Morning grind game. Ten questions to change your life. <laughs> Quarterback. <laughs> Quarterback for 300-plus uh, passing yards. What do you got for us this week? Give me Jared Goff in the Dome. Just love this spot for them. Pass funnel defense against Tampa Bay. I like it. Um, I don't want to say Purdy because I feel like that's chalky. Um, give me give me Baker. I'm going to stick to this game. I think they're going to have to beat him through the air if they're going to beat him. Low-owned running back for a touchdown. Let's throw out low-owned. No McCaffrey. Give me a guy that's going to score a touchdown this week. Okay. The guy I had written down, you you just talked up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find a pivot here. I I mean I'm not gonna have a ton of this guy necessarily, but I do fu- fully believe in his goal line role. Gus Edwards, like if there's any running back that's gonna score two touchdowns, I'd put him as high on that list as any name um, that's out there. Even like he's up there with McCaffrey. His guy's likely to score two touchdowns. They just they love giving it to him inside the five. I thought you're gonna take James Cook. Yeah, I, I was, was going gonna, to I'm I pivoted for you because you, you were the one talking him up. I, I I'm totally with you on the James <laughs> Cook stuff. Yeah, yeah. James Cook was who I had written down. Um, I do like your thoughts on Edwards though. Like he might he might get 12 carries, but run two of those in for touchdowns. Exactly. I, I mean, yep. he's done that so many times this year, and like running back is very weak outside of Christian McCaffrey. Like that's why Christian McCaffrey is like just such a plug and play for me this week. I'll find value elsewhere. I just, I want as much Christian McCaffrey this week as I possibly can get. If ownership holds where we have him and like under 40%, like I'm probably just going to lock him. Like there's no reason. Like he's way underpriced. Yep. All right. Give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for touchdown. 
Give me Baker Mayfield to Mike Evans. You're going to see a, a, th- a theme throughout these amper- answers. A lot of them are going to contain this uh, the, the Tampa Bay Detroit game. I'm going to go Mahomes to Rice. Just love, love the role that we have for Rice down the stretch. He's been, he's been so good. Consistent, too. Like, the targets are consistent. Like, he's, he's legitly kind of overtaken Travis Kelsey as the number one ride receiver in this offense. And I mean, his upside just phenomenal. So give me, give me Mahomes and rice. Give me a wide receiver for eight plus targets here. Kind of a cheat code on this one, but Amonra St. Brown just has one of the absolute best roles in the NFL. Two teams that are going to pass a ton. Uh, so going right back to Detroit, Tampa Bay, give me a Monra. Yeah. Uh, obviously I like that one a lot. I, again, I think he's the top guy here. I'm going to go Nico Collins. Uh, they're going to be trailing. Hope I mean, they should be trailing in this game. And if they're not, Nico is probably still going to get there. Only seven targets last week. But, I mean, again, like, they beat up on the Browns. They beat up on the Browns. It wasn't a close yeah. game. The defense, Houston's defense, of all, of all things last week, showed up. Uh, tight end for a touchdown. There's some upside at tight end this week, but I like a cheap guy. Dawson Knox, like that that red zone roll is real. Um, at that price, one touchdown might be enough here on this little four-game slate. Got to go Mark Andrews this week. Absolutely love Mark Andrews. Hopefully, hopefully they don't activate him until like Friday because I would love to have that IR name, like tag next to his name as long as possible. Um, and I don't think they... Like they don't think they have to activate him until Friday, so just leave it there. Just keep it, keep that IR next to his name uh, for the people that are building early in the week and not making a ton of adjustments. Uh, defense ten plus points, tough week for defenses. Uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, it's real tough, and for that reason, I'm probably just going straight to the top. Um, give me Baltimore against Houston. Stroud's been amazing, so it's a little bit scary, but this Baltimore defense is legit. He's not in the dome anymore. I, I know he just went nuts on a, a really good defense last week, but I think he has a, a little bit of a tougher time this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Kansas City. I just like the upside for Kansas City's defense, and they're cheap. So, again, I love cheap defenses. We really have just seen this defense kind of dominate. Like, they made Miami look silly last week. Um, I watched <laughs> even on Peacock. All right, <laughs> let's go against the spread or money line. What do you got for us on the betting front this week? Yeah, nothing really like super jumped out at me. Um, yeah, that's I how I feel. Most of these are, are about where I would put them. The Chiefs as underdogs is a little bit crazy, I think. And it's not like they're super underdogs. They're plus 20, 125 on the money line. Um, I think that's my my lean as far as a best bet right now. But again, like nothing that really jumped out to me. Yeah, I'm I I didn't write anything down. There's just nothing jumping off. Didn't bet anything yet. If I was going to bet anything, I, I would probably bet like the Houston plus nine and a half line, just because I, I like Baltimore. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just I think Houston could potentially keep close. But I don't think there's enough edge on that nine and a half line to bet it. So. Um, I didn't touch anything for against the spreader money line this week. Uh, any over under bets that you like? There is one of these out here. Yeah, uh, we're Tampa betting Bay. the same one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you know it. Oh yeah, Tampa Bay, Detroit over forty eight and a half. Yep, same here. That's the one that I wrote down. 
I already bet this one and feel 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 somewhat good about getting it early because I think it's just going to keep moving. Like we saw, I bet May- Baker Mayfield's um, pass prop yesterday or the day before yesterday at two forty and a half, and I think it's at like two fifty seven now. Um, it has it has climbed so incredibly fast. But speaking of that, what do you got for us on the player prop front this week? Yeah, I mean we've been we've been saying it's the best game, so I'm just gonna keep keep targeting players from this game. Uh, I've got Amonra over 89 and a half receiving yards. I, I think both teams are just gonna keep throwing a ton. You hope so, right? Um, yeah, I mean if they're smart, and I think they both are. Like I think both, both head coaches yeah, both are smart. coaches are great. Yeah, they kind of showed it. They we've seen this game before, and that's exactly what we saw in the game. Is both teams just threw it a ton. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Um, I don't know if I've actually... I'd have to look, but I don't think I bet it. I'm probably going to bet it when we get done here. But I'm with you on on St. Brown. I think there's a lot of stuff to look at in the in the player prop market. There's been some stuff that has been bet up already. So like, you have to be somewhat careful on the lines that you're looking at just in general this week um, because lines are moving so incredibly fast. Like I said, Baker Mayfield's um, line, but I like Jared Goff kind of, I mean, we're kind of double teaming this one, but I like Jared Goff um, over two seventy four and a half passing yards here. This is one, again, we're both on the same page when it comes to this game. How can you not trust the coach here? Campbell has been aggressive and he's attacked where you have to attack. And I mean, like I said earlier, he threw for 350 the first time these two teams met and he threw 44 times. So, and I think that game was in Tampa. So he's at home. Got to love Jared Goff at home. Uh, any pick and plays? Let's make our two pick play here. You got yours right last week. I failed us. Um, I had St. Brown over or more than seven and a half receptions. He ended up with seven. So you had the Josh Allen more than 37 and a half rushing yards. Uh, what do you like this week on the player prop front or the pick plays? I think if you want to include those last two, we just threw out there. This one highly correlates as well. I've got Mike Evans here on the receiving yards. I've got him more than 69 and a half receiving yards. He had two bad drops last week, or he he would have had a much better game. Seven targets. I mean, he has the most upside among this Tampa Bay receiving core. We've talked about how we think this game is extremely pass heavy. Um, so I I like Mike Evans on the other side of of Goff and Amonra. Uh, give give me Evans more than sixty nine and a half. Yeah, I like it. I am gonna go to the fantasy score pick him here. Um, this is one thing that I do like that prize picks and underdog does um, is the fantasy score pick him. I'm going to go more than the 22 projection for Lamar Jackson this week. I think he's going to be using his legs. I think he's going to be throwing a lot as well. So more than 22 here on the fantasy score for Lamar. We'll pair that with Mike Evans um, more than receiving. And that's our two pick play here. And uh, I'm actually, I'm going to make it we need one more, Keith, because four. I hate doing the four on yeah. four. Hey, four do is the, never do good. the five, and you get the flex just in case. Yeah, yeah. No so we need. We gotta let's uh-huh. let's give one more here for the people. What what we gotta let's get one more going here. All right, you love Andrews. Does he have anything up yet? I imagine nope, his numbers. Nothing up yet. Damn. Yeah, that would have that would have correlated nicely with all with your Lamar pick. Um They've raised Baker to 254 as well. Man, just keeps climbing. 
it, it just his projection has gone through what's his fantasy score um let's see baker's fantasy score is 17 do we like that yeah i mean two touchdowns and he gets there right like he, we're okay, so we're correlating, right? We have St. Brown with golf. Let's do Evans and let's do fantasy score from Mayfield. Kind of like a little, I mean, if we I might do a little single game parlay and match this one, <laughs> why not? Um, so we have turned our morning grind pick em play into a five pick play. We have Lamar more than 22 fantasy score, St. Brown more than 91 and a half receiving, Evans more than 69 and a half. And golf more than 275 and a half and Baker Mayfield more than 17 fantasy score. Again, I think like if you are in a state where you can bet, I would definitely prefer getting the St. Brown line in the sports books. It's four um, yards less. And I mean, that's definitely where I'm at with that one. But Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Should be four fun games. Um, Upset. You got an upset for us? I like I mean Kansas City's only a slight dog. I'm I'm looking really more at, at Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Houston. You think any any of those three teams pull off the upset this week? Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean I think that's most likely as well. I think Kansas like, City and Buffalo is gonna I don't think that's like considered an upset. I think both yeah, of I those agree. teams are so very even. Yeah. I don't think San Francisco is gonna lose to Green Bay. And I think Baltimore is a much better team than Houston. So, like, if I'm looking at, like, evenly matched upsets, I think Tampa has a chance to – I mean, they just beat Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't Listen, it wasn't hard down the stretch. Philly just uh, – yeah, Philly struggled down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, they – what like, that team just completely fell apart. They looked like they did not even care. Like, nobody was – like, the secondary tackling was just atrocious, like – Man, they they had definitely mailed it in. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're gonna get out of here. Did you say who you thought your upset was gonna be? It, it would be Tampa Bay for me too. Yeah. We're gonna get out of here. I hope everyone has a fantastic divisional round. Back normally scheduled on Friday for some basketball. Have a great one, everyone. We'll see you again next week.